0: Started with the podcast of champions where we invite uh, everybody, wherever whatever you are, to join us for live chat. And we're gonna prove that again sort of today as we've got yet another new member. Uh I am Arch Stanton. Shadow Business is back with us. Uh Maximora from last week and introducing Taylor First. How are you doing, sir? I'm
1: great, thank you.
0: Awesome. So we are, again, uh, kind of covering the world here. Uh, Shadow Force out in Australia, Taylor over in the Western Time Zone, and Max and myself in uh, the Eastern Time Zone over in Florida. So uh, good to have you guys on. Uh, this is the first time I'm doing it at like six in the afternoon. Uh, so if my my lighting is weird, anybody just let me know because I know the sun's setting over here for the first time. But anyway, we're going to talk about a couple of different things today, including some Star Wars topics, um, some upcoming films, whether or not uh, they're ever going to get to the Ryan Johnson trilogy, Um, I heard some rumors about uh, some other possible new films they're doing and even Taika Waititi's involvement, which I'm actually kind of curious to to get your take on. I don't know where Taika would fit in exactly, but I'm I'm, I'm interested in seeing where that could go. Uh, We're going to look at some uh, possibly controversial topics, um, including um, uh, the Snyder Cut and the future of the DC Universe, where all that's going and how you guys feel about what they've done so far. Um, Then also um, the... Uh, you know, the possible, uh, you know, I don't want to say SJW or, or woke agenda of the uh, that that could be creeping into the MCU. And I, some people are, are worried about that. I'm I'm not thinking about that in, in those terms myself, necessarily. But just to kind of give you an idea of what we might be talking about there, um, we're going to get into a couple of issues there and see what you guys think about it. Um, and then uh, I just wanted to get said, I don't know. I didn't ask you guys this before, but we're going to get into uh, what you feel is the most underrated comic book movie of all time. I didn't ask before because I just kind of want to be surprised of it, by it. So we'll uh, we'll see what you guys think on that. So uh, just getting started, um, some Star Wars talk. Um, uh, Biz, I was going to go to you first. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of things to talk about here, and you can kind of pick up where you want on it. But um, I know you'd mentioned uh, the Ryan Johnson trilogy. I was just looking up some information on that, um, and you might actually know more than I do. Um, I don't know where they're going with that. There's some other talk about uh, also. Uh, either a New Republic or High Republic uh, series that might be coming out, or maybe it's just a single movie. I don't know. So if you know anything about that, uh, let me know. And then also Tyka's involvement. Which uh, which one of those excites you most, and what do you what do what do you think they're going?
2: Uh, what was the first option again?
0: Uh, the uh, Ryan Johnson Ryan, trilogy. Right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Right, right, right. Um, well, the, the High Republic um, is. That's that's probably the most interesting because um, even though they're just I think books for now because that's that's like the whole new like universe they're trying to set up there because that could eventually lead to like the old republic because that's like I think that's like in the past like they said it was um, like apparently with the golden age of like a, um in that Star Wars universe like back then but like with the um, so yeah I'm just excited that the, the past is being explored.
0: You know what I I am too I was I was I was kind of looking into it just a little bit um, an article come out uh, earlier this year still talking about uh, actually at the very beginning of the year talking about the possibility of the old republic and then a little bit later in the year uh, apparently Kathleen Kennedy had mentioned something about the new republic which I know were pretty different areas era is separated by a couple thousand years um, I don't know all that much about it um, Max we're like What's your take on those two eras, or or which one would you like to see explored?
3: Uh, Well, I know Old Republic has a fan base based on a lot of the video games and everything. That drew a lot of people into Star Wars in a way that even the movies hadn't managed to do. It got them directly involved in controlling and being a Jedi. So that was exciting for them to get in on that, and I think that's a lot of the success there. Um, either one works, uh, as I mentioned last week, I just don't wanna see them rehash just more versions of Vader or like, I don't wanna see them focus too much in on something that everybody already knows at the
1: expense of everything everybody doesn't.
0: Taylor, what do you think? You're a big Star Wars fan?
1: Yeah, I am a big Star Wars fan, but awesome. um, I'm, I'm pretty uh, po- positive about the future of the, of the franchise because they've you know they've created such a vast universe and a vast, like the history that they can draw from. There's all, there's all kinds of directions they can go with the movies. Um, but like, uh, like Max said, I don't want to see the same thing again. You know, I don't. We don't need more Skywalkers. Um, there, there's, there's, But there were other things happening at the same time the Skywalkers were happening, as well as before and after. And uh, they can explore that. And of course, like I think the Mandalorian shows just how, you know, how far they can go at any. Point in the history that they've, they've created. So I think, I think they've got a lot of potential going forward
3: right now. Uh, even if you wanted to uh, focus on the same era still, there's Thrawn to deal with that hasn't been touched in film yet. And that's a fan favorite that would draw a lot of attention. Uh, just to see choice and casting of that alone would be a huge decision, but to see him on screen, it would be a completely different type of villain that they could work with and still expand on the current universe
2: what's yeah, can I, get... thought, I thought i thought he might appear like in the mandalorian maybe eventually Thrawn. Right. Or was, that, was that was that the wrong time i can't remember exactly where Thrawn fits in yeah, again around the same time yeah
0: okay. well you guys you guys obviously know more than i do about it give, give me an idea any of you or all of you where where kind of how how you would envision thrawn sort of fitting into the mandalorian or anywhere else
3: well, in the, uh, in the animated universe, they've got him alongside the Rebels show. Uh, he's a constant uh, antagonist against uh, Ezra's team. So, like, he's, he's a big part of that. But then in the books, uh, he's somebody who's kind of a protagonist or something against Vader. Like, they've got two different visions of where the Empire should go. And both of them have two very different programs they're interested in. And they're trying to catch the Emperor's ear on those programs and prove that theirs is the right choice. So it was it was a very curious thing to see those go in a different direction. Uh, It would be a very interesting character to watch as somebody against Vader who works alongside him, kind of.
0: That'd be kind of interesting to see what a character like that does, because I really don't know anything about him. But I, I think that'd be awesome to see that kind of level character who was competing with Vader and what he does after Vader doesn't exist anymore. Is there, is there any known idea of, like, how he ends? Like, would he have been around during the of recent sequels? Or oh, no?
2: And also, like, um, for those that don't know, Thrawn is a, um, the way he looks, he's like a blue alien, but, like, humanoid blue alien. With red oh. eyes. I just, I just wanted to add that in. Yeah, exactly, red eyes, too, yeah.
0: So Taylor just made me think just a minute ago. So I've I've got a, I've got a friend who I used to work with here who is absolutely convinced. I mentioned this last week that they need to stick with some known properties. Um, I'm not, I'm not convinced I'm, I'm, I think with all of you and and with a lot of people that I'd love to see some new stuff at this point, maybe Thrawn. I, I love the Mandalorian. I think it's great, but, um, I don't know, Taylor. What do you think? So he 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 just thinks that uh, they need to like run with Vader. Um, he you know that's that's the cash cow that, that they need to run with. He thinks that's the only thing that's going to work. But um, obviously, Mandalorian successful. Um, do, I mean, do you think do you think they could they could be really successful with like an old Republic or a new Republic series? And do you prefer one or the other?
1: You to make? Yeah. Well, I'm not real familiar with the extended universe. I haven't read any of the books. Um, don't play the video games. The only uh, animation I've watched is I've watched most of the the Clone Wars. So I'm strictly uh, a movie fan at this point. But uh, I hear this stuff, in the, you know, in the background about Old Republic, New, you know, New Republic, and Thawne. You know, I've never heard of this guy before, <laughs> but uh, they just brought it up, and it sounds cool to me. You know, so I just think they they have the the well to go to, just like you know, comic. Books—they have a, a well of stories out there to draw from. They don't need to keep drawing from the same character or characters.
0: I, I really I, agree. I, I don't really understand the idea that like they have to stick with with the known stuff. I mean, we've seen with like a ton of a couple different series at this point that like you you can take you know a known property, introduce somebody new into it, and branch them off into their own thing, and it works extremely well. So I I I'm I'm really looking forward to new stuff. I.
3: I I think that's actually what the Rebels show does a great job of demonstrating is that while there's this whole focused on film series going on, there's this background action of the Rebels that are a massive part of what's actually contributing to the story. Um, a, A lot of the stuff that goes on there, and I think Thrawn would be a perfect villain for that sort of setup where you're introducing new characters, a simultaneous plot. It would be like having another party doing something alongside the Lord of the Rings. It would just be... Something that would be a completely different story while being equally intense.
0: That's what I thought was great about Rogue One. I don't, you guys may or may not know this, but Rogue One is actually my favorite Star Wars movie, just flat out. I, I, I loved having this re- related adventure. that was done by these completely different people. It, it felt, it just, the movie itself felt very warlike to me. It, it just felt like, you know, the intensity and the scrappiness and and the the kind of, no pun intended, rogue nature of like a like what you might see in you know with like a, a military unit in, in an actual combat situation where you have to go out and accomplish this mission and it, you know it, it may not play a big role in the larger uh picture but it, you know something that has to be done I thought that was great I loved Rogue One just for that it, it played in to, to what you saw but it doesn't have to relate like everything doesn't have to relate you don't have to see these characters showing up in other movies they just had that one mission and that was it I'd love to see all kinds of stuff like that I don't know where you guys were at on Rogue One, but I, I that was that that, 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 was, that
2: was that was my film. No, Rogue One was amazing. Like, um, and, and just the way it looked as well. Like it was a good story. Um, good everything about it. There, there's no real flaws with that movie compared to like um a lot of other Star Wars films. It was like clean, um, type. Yeah, good film.
3: It, uh, yeah, it was among my favorites also. I, in fact, I would say it's my favorite Star Wars film to date. Uh, the, the big thing about it is it had a beginning and an end that it was starting with and knowing where it was going. I think a lot of these stories where they just know they're trying to make a massive drama out of it that extends forever. It's a lot harder to have a clean cut section with that. Yeah.
0: So that gets back to the Ryan Johnson thing. Like, do we think he's? And I don't think I don't know if anything's come out about that or not. Biz, you might know. I don't know, but like, do we think he's doing something that takes place like after this stuff? Because he's not doing the old Republic stuff. At least it doesn't sound that way.
2: No, no. So what's he so doing? So what he was doing was um, apparently he was doing his own thing. Like um, it, it involved no Jedi's, no the no Force. Like his apparently his whole, whole own world. But the thing is now, um, it's not exactly confirmed if he's. Well, I haven't checked the latest news on it. If he's either doing it or not, because um, one on one side they say they dropped, um, I mean they dropped Ryan. On another side, he says uh, that he's just saving face, and but, he's, but he might be still be doing it. It's, it's unclear right now with Star Wars and the whole pandemic, obviously too. So, and they've had other announcements like Kevin Feige and Taker. So it's it's a bit up in the air. And then also with Obi Wan, the Obi Wan show, there was like a scandal with that too. They had to suddenly like, drop it, and then it comes back up again. So it's... The whole Star Wars universe, it's a bit... still a bit murky, but, like, you know what I mean, guys?
0: Yeah. And and, and the pandemic... Like, in terms
2: was... of, like, where it's going, like... It's good they have the High Republic going with the books and stuff. Um, that, that, and, that, and then they have, like, projects with the um, Old Republic. But the, I did see one concern where if they do the High... I mean, the Old Republic in the movies... In terms, of, I guess it's kind of um, dark and adult. So they're concerned uh, if it's going to be R-rated or not. Have you heard of that at all? I didn't hear about that. Did, yeah. did either of you? No. I
3: I wouldn't actually see a reason to make a Jedi movie rated R. They've had people getting hacked to pieces without managing to do that. I don't see why you would have to do it now. Like It seems a, a step away from what's necessary for the story. Yeah. I, I've
0: said this before too. I, I don't. I find in rare cases do I find R to be absolutely necessary. So I, I'd have trouble envisioning kind of a what a story that has to be R and that they couldn't get away with doing PG thirteen on. But we'll see. But, but what about Taika? Because that's that's probably about the opposite of of that discussion. What what is, what is what series or what show or what story could you see Taika and his style fitting into? Well,
3: uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, right. I was actually kind of torn on this. My first takeaway on it was, oh, he's, he's got too much comedy in there. You almost have to go with, like, an Ewok or a droid show or something to lighten the mood. But then I started thinking about Ragnarok, and I realized that those have some of the most serious twists going on that you can imagine. Like, it's a very dark thing. Uh, it, it just gets to a point where you're wondering about, like what kind of seriousness can you deliver without actually losing the humor? And at that point, you can do any Star Wars show and still include that as long as it's done right. Does Taika's style fit into anything in particular? Like, could you could you have seen a movie that
0: or a show that's been done so far that Taika could have directed? Like, does, does anything
2: stand out to you guys? Well, he has directed uh, a Star Wars, I mean, a Mandalorian episode already. Um, I think it was, was it the finale? Yeah, and um, he he did a good job in that. Like he, so I didn't see any issues with them directing. But in terms of story, but I guess what well, he's not their scriptwriter, so it's not not really up to him. Like he can make like little changes here and then. But yeah, I'm confident with Taker directing directing it.
0: Do uh do you guys maybe Taylor? Do you want to do do you, how about the how of you do Kevin Feige coming in? Do you guys see that as a as a big benefit, uh, or him him taking his long term vision? uh style to to that series do you you for that or what
1: well i think um i'd rather if i stick to mcu Mm -hmm. just because it needs him um the the sequel trilogy the most recent trilogy in star wars i I like all of the movies and i'm not one of the guys who rags on them all the time but the, the the problem that they had was um, it wasn't a plan, at least it didn't seem to be, or they didn't come across as have a plan. And Kathleen uh, Kennedy, is that her name? Yes. Is responsible for that because she's in charge of Lucas Lucas Films. At least she's, you know, at least partially responsible for it. Now you take a guy like, um, you know, uh, Taiki. I'm sure if you gave him a a, a a plan to work with, he could make it make it some, execute it into something great. But yeah, if I, I mean, Feige could too. If Feige took over Star Wars, Star Wars would become the most amazing thing in the world. But how much can one one human being do? <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, I'm wondering. I'm actually kind of wondering like how long. I would lo- I love to see him in the MCU too. And then just to, can he just stick it out? I'm wondering if he does it like, I don't just because he loves it or as a challenge or something. One day, I, I I keep wondering like how long does he stick? If the MCU lasts another 15 years, does Kevin Feige stick it out the whole time? Does does I mean is he just that? in love with with doing it that he just keeps doing it i, I don't i don't know like th- sometimes i hear people like say with like actors like oh they're tired of the role they've got to move on or you know I, but i don't think that's the case i think kevin foggy really loves the series he's doing i'm just wondering if he like just gets curious about maybe doing star wars and decides to do it too i don't know
2: well, it was brought up in um like do you guys know the you know um john Campion? yes yeah or well, he um in a video he was brought up that um it's possible that Kevin Feige as his next challenge because clearly the Marvel, the MCU is pretty much like a care court for him right now. So <laughs> his next challenge might be, um, he said that he might be um, going for Alan Horn's job because eventually Alan Horn, because he's quite old, he's in charge of the whole film division of um, Disney, he'll have to um, retire because, they, because the thing was with Alan Horn, he was already retired. And they asked him to come back because he was so awesome at his job, like with because he was doing he was doing the film division with another company. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
0: I forgot about that. You're right. He, he did consider leaving and then he's been around for another couple of years doing it. Kevin Feige could definitely do that, I think. Does he want to? I don't know, because there's there's such a thing as like getting over promoted or. You know, some people just get to a job and they love what they're doing, and they don't want to be in jo- charge of the whole store, or the whole company. Like they could do it, but they just they love being on the ground and 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 working with the more creative side of it. So I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to do that, I, but, or but he might too. I don't. I really don't know. What you got, Max?
3: Uh, yeah, I don't want to go too strong here, but I think it might be like a Stan Lee situation where you're you're dealing with this product and you know it impacts, it reaches so many people and it can have such such a strong message. I don't know that you move away from that like Stan could have kept doing more and more stuff and he, he did do more stuff, but he still remains tied to Marvel because I think you have that kind of impact. It's hard to step away from.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Um, anybody have any uh, thoughts that they just want to share on that? No, we're good. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, let's, uh, let's head over and talk about some DC stuff. Now there's a few things here. I, 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 I could, I'd kind of like to get into talking about just where DC is headed as a whole now, because it seems like they've made an abrupt turn. But I, I wanted to lead in with with, uh, with the Snyder Cut, because I, I think that is, at least at this point, an enduring legacy and a definitive sort of moment in, in what they've been doing in film the past 10 years. Uh, Taylor, I was going to start with you, but I, I just wanted to kind of... To me, there's a lot of... There's some pros to this. There's clearly... A solid devoted group of people who are really excited about this um and then there's there's some you know there's some there's some cons to it too you you know it stems from a a series of films that weren't overly successful and i'm concerned where it leaves them in the future like is are they are they kind of broken at this point that they're doing snyder cut but then they're also doing new stuff like taylor how do you see it
1: Yeah, all of that. I mean, let's start off, we can talk about the the Snyder Cut. You know, if people want to see it, fine. They can see it. I don't have a problem with it being made. Um, I'm not going to subscribe to HBO Max to see it. If there's ever, you know, it's ever on free TV or comes to one of the streaming services I already have, I'll watch it. But um, Snyder, I'm actually a fan of some of Snyder's work. Uh, I like 300. I like Sucker Punch. I think it's a fun, fun movie. But he shouldn't be allowed near superhero properties at all, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, I just don't think it's his forte. I don't think he understands. I don't think he likes them, just based on the products he, he produced. He turned. He, he, in Batman vs. Superman, which I don't hate any of the DC movies, the, the current DC movies, I don't hate any of them. But my least favorite is Batman vs. Superman. Because in that movie, um, they saved a world that I wouldn't want to live in. Everything was so miserable.
0: That, that's an interesting take.
1: What, what do you guys think?
3: For me, the uh, the story had already been produced. The Snyder cut, even if you have a couple of changes there, it's it's Superman 2. Uh, which version do you watch? Like, I I just I don't understand what the priority would be on that. Uh, putting money into it to produce it seems like a complete waste. Uh, I'm not even sure that thing turned a profit on its actual release. So sinking more money into it to release further is I don't know. That, that seems like a big stretch on something that doesn't have a major impact, uh, particularly when you're trying not to have a connected universe. If you were trying to keep that one stretched on, and that had to be your basis, maybe. But it feels like you're trying to force something down that just doesn't need to exist when you produce that.
0: You know what? You brought up the money too, uh, and uh, Biz, interrupt me if you want to if you want to jump in. But you brought up the money, and to me, that I think that's the most surprising part. I was surprised when I when I read that they were going to spend thirty million dollars to make this cut because I didn't. I didn't think that was going to be worth it for them. And then it came out, they're spending 70. I'm, I'm shocked. I got to tell you, I'm, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. Now I, again, um, to, to echo Taylor, I'm, I'm super happy. I don't want to be like overly negative about this. I, I am super happy for anybody who really wants to watch this. And, and they felt that they didn't get the justice league. They really wanted out of it. And they do genuinely love uh, the whole Snyder vision. You know, great. I, I really hope you like it. In fact, I I hope it's I, I hope it's an awesome movie. You know, it it it's, it's fine. Um, but I don't get *Spinning Set*. I don't see it. Like I was gonna ask that question too. What what's your sense? What's everybody's sense on on how many people actually watch want this? And then separately from that, how many people are actually gonna get HBO Max to watch it? Is this worth it for them at all at seventy million dollar price tag?
3: It can't be. There can't be a return on investment here that was worthwhile.
0: I don't think so. Biz, what do you think?
3: No?
2: Um, it's, it's hard to say because um, obviously the, the hardcore Snyder fans are pretty much the guys who brought it out. I'm, I'm pretty sure their number is very, very small. And um, But as for the general population, I reckon there'd be some, um, there'd, there'd definitely be interest just for curiosity's sake. Um, but uh, as it depends how they're doing it. Like, are you going to pay for it extra uh, for this for this Snyder version? I mean, the Snyder cut, or is it still just straight up streaming, like uh, the five dollars a month or whatever it is?
0: I think it's straight up streaming. I think the whole point for them to doing uh, for them doing it. And you brought up Campia earlier. He had a he had a point one time that I that I I thought made made a lot of sense. Is basically this is this comes out of the marketing budget for them for HBO Max that they that they were using this to advertise and they were convinced. That enough people were interested in this that they would sign up for HBO Max, uh, not just to get it, but to get their entire product. But you know, this was you know, a, a tipping point for a lot of people to go ahead and and jump into HBO Max. And and if you think about it more as an advertising expense, I mean maybe, but seven
2: seventy million
0: is is a heck of a lot of advertising. Man.
2: That's- that, that, that is a lot of money, yeah. yeah. And apparently the Snyder Cut was like pretty much complete, but I guess it wasn't. Right, <laughs> you <know>, seven million dollars. <laughs> you you see that that's
0: that's something that that got to me because i remember this coming out a year ago and i assume everybody here remembers the the still shot of the the finished or the 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 can the movie in the can everybody knows what i'm talking about okay so the the still shot came out that that snyder posted i don't forget where of of the movie in a can and the whole idea was that it was complete it was ready to go which never made any sense to me but i i think stuff like that is what you know, stoked the fire of the movement in order that wound up convincing Warner Brothers to go ahead and spend the money on this film. And it it, it, it kind of feels like a lie to me, but I don't know. You think they
3: got carrot on a stick all the way to $70 million?
0: I think they got carrot on a stick all the way to $70 million. I, I, th- I think, I, I genuinely think Warner, Warner Brothers got duped here. That the, they think that everybody in the world wanted to watch this. I'm not convinced that's that's what's going on, but I could be wrong. I could be way, way wrong, and I invite anybody who loves the Snyder Cut when this comes out, and it's a rampant success, to come back and laugh at me, because that, that'll... that I mean, it might be. It might be way more successful than I'm thinking.
3: I don't think so, though. I feel like it's, it's an extremely vocal minority. I, I don't think you're getting nearly the return that they're thinking based off the noise that they're hearing. I, I agree. Um,
0: but what about what about DC in general? Like, how does this play into their new movement? Because I gotta tell you, I I watched, and I have not been high on DC films, but you know, after they uh, came out with uh, DC fandom and, you know, I watched the, the Batman trailer and actually I watched the Wonder Woman trailer and we can talk about this later. I am not the biggest fan of the original Wonder Woman, uh, but, um, and the initial sneak peek of, of Wonder Woman 84, I was also like, I don't know, but I got to say, the Wonder Woman 84 trailer, like kind of, you know, I was like, wow, okay. They, they actually might've done something really, really good with this. Um, and then there was something else there. I was, uh, I was a little excited about that was that's kind of slipping my mind uh now but overall i thought what they did at dc fandom kind of convinced me that they've got a good product of stuff coming out at this point does how did do, how does the snyder cut play into that do you think it's distracting or do you think it's just part of it or i don't know do you guys have any thoughts on that
2: well um general moviegoers that they wouldn't really care about that um in terms of where it fits in with the rest of the dc universe okay I don't think um, so it wouldn't really bother them that much like um, like average Joe like no no way like it's like Snyder card this this is all DC to him like it doesn't really matter Um, so yeah I don't really have that many thoughts on that in terms of um, how it fits in with the the universe I mean have they announced that like I mean is it in the same continuity or like was it just like a a special one-off special thing like
0: it, it, it's it's a it's a one-off special,
2: so like is it is just its own universe or it won't affect anything else? Uh
0: no, I don't think it's gonna affect anything else, and I don't I don't think anybody expects it to. Yeah, so that that kind of leads in biz to, to something else cool. I was thinking. Um, uh, I've just you know, had another
2: thought by the way. Yeah, go ahead. Um, in terms of like you know how they showed an image of Darkseid, so I'm I'm presuming that Darkseid will appear in the film. So if they use that in the Snyder Cut, right? And then, will that affect Darkseid's use in future DC movies? Or
0: I don't think, and I was just going to get to this. I don't think DC is all that worried about continuity or, or connectivity. I think they're perfectly happy having uh, Zach do his own use of Darkseid here, and if they ever wanted to use Darkseid again, they would just bring him in in a different form. I mean, they've done it with Joker a hundred times. They've done it with Batman a hundred times. I, I don't, I don't think they're they're at all concerned about that. Which leads me to a question. So I've always been a big continuity guy. I, I. I love, I absolutely love like like a strong like just continuity. Um, that being said, I'm a big James Bond fan series, which we've talked about before, and uh, they don't have any continuity, which is which is also okay. They have very little. It's it's very rough. But where do you guys stand on on films needing to be connected versus like are you would you be perfectly happy like having you know like the Joker film came out got rapidly you know rapidly good reception? Do you does do you just is that cool? Is that totally cool with you? Or do you would you rather have these movies have some sort of play with one another? What do you guys think?
3: I enjoy them both as, uh, as ideas by themselves. Uh, if you're looking for a connected universe, the MCU owns that. They're doing it really well. Um, the best thing DC is doing is branching into their other characters away from the Bats and soups option. Like, if they could span out, I mean, one of the biggest things Marvel did was make Ant-Man a big hero. How do you, Who saw an Ant-Man movie coming when they started making MCU films? Right. Like, would have been number 96 on my list. They made him, like, number
2: 8.
3: <laughs> so I think that's the best thing they can do for themselves is branch out like that. And if they need to do that through one-off films to build up some character reputation, then so be it. But... I think it's working for them with their fans, and I think the better they make their films, the more it's gonna work for them. Uh, They they could definitely do a little bit to focus on making sure that the individual films capture what they're trying to capture without being a little too far off. Um, I I wasn't thrilled with Suicide Squad. I don't think it was universally well-renowned after the fact. Like, that, that wasn't a step in the right direction in that way, but it was at least a risk outside of the box, and I think that's where they're working now.
0: But what about something like Shazam, though? Like, that's a film that, that people really get behind. In fact, I haven't heard a negative word about it, really. Um, I mean, people seem to be really positive about it, but it didn't do that well at the box office. Uh, so would that, is, it, is that not a case of a film that would have benefited strongly by having something to do with what else
3: was going on? It is. It's, it's less successful than if you have a connected universe. A connected universe makes you want to see the next thing and connect all the dots. Without but, it, it's whether or not you want to see that film.
0: But and so Taylor Biz like, what do you guys like? How do you guys value connectivity? Do you, do you do you really care at all? Does like watching the next film does be a, having any connection like add value to you, or do you just not really worry about it that much?
1: Well, I'm like you, man. I'm I'm like, I'm a big James Bond fan. I love it, and like I said, there's no continuity there. I think if when it's done and it's done well, it, it's great. It it adds a lot. It, it adds dimension. To, right. To the whole thing. if it's done and it's done well, but doing it well. Uh, is not easy, as we've seen many, many try at this point and not not executed it very well. So I think DC is is you know kind of coming to grips with that that they're not gonna, or at least not in the foreseeable future, not gonna be able to do it the, as well as Marvel does it. So instead, they're starting to focus on the other characters, which good. They've had a, other characters for decades and they've never never focused on them. Right. Right. At least some of them are getting their chance, and if down the road there's you know there's the occasional crossover, that'd be cool. But uh, you know, you, you asked if if they're gonna treat um, the Snyder Cut as canon. I'm not sure they're gonna treat the theatrical cut of as canon of, of Justice League. <laughs> I think they they said that's done. We're not we're done with that. Let's do some other stuff now. See what happens. Uh,
0: a, a, question, a question I was thinking about earlier. Uh, so, with what happened to Justice League, the theatrical cut, who, who's who's responsible? Anybody, who 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 seriously who who would who would you point to? Because I've got an idea. But like so. Um, I'm, gonna,
2: I'm I'm just gonna say Warner is responsible. <laughs> Warner. Yeah. Okay.
0: So well, yeah. It's
2: be- too
3: many chiefs. It's just too many people all trying to take control, and you get yanked in 18 directions, and then you don't have a film that makes any sense anymore. There's not a commitment.
0: There's not somebody that's like committing to that direction.
1: Right.
3: Right. Taylor, what do you think?
1: Yeah. I, mean, I, I it, it appears that um, when Snyder. It couldn't finish the film someone in charge said just get this thing done as soon as possible bring in somebody to finish it and get it out uh, you know they had they i'm sure they had a deadline they had a date they wanted this thing out and in theaters and 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 the of we all saw the result it wasn't wasn't great
0: i think it's gonna be really interesting if it, if the snyder cut comes out it's it's somehow like wraps everything up in, in some fantastic way. Everybody thinks it's a great film. I, I think that would be an interesting position for them to be in. It, it'd give them some sort of like kind of victory after, you know, after the kind of, you know, steadily rolling, uh, I want to say disasters. I'm just going to say disasters. Cause they, they had a number of stumbling blocks to get, to getting to that, but it'd be really cool if they, they sort of finished on a high note. I, I think anyway, and, and I wasn't a big fan of the series, but I think it'd be
3: cool if they, they ended with somewhat of a high note. Um, Let's see. I, I'm sorry. I, I think it was worse than just the too much leadership thing. I think they had they had too many ideas that they wanted to achieve without a single organizer. Like, you have to have that overall vision to make the story sync together, and I don't think they ever had that. I, I think they yeah, just had too yeah. many pieces they wanted to add in without ever reaching for it. Is
0: it the same thing that's happened sort of to the sequel series, at least with, with not having a is – it, is, it is it the same thing, or is it a little different? Uh, a sequel series in Star Wars, I should I should say.
2: Uh, I think it's different. Yeah. Because okay. the thing is with um, with DC, like they try to they try to make Jeff Johns work like to be there like Kevin Feige of the DC um, film division, but that didn't work. Like he only was there temporarily, and, and apparently he had some problems. I think with the management and the whole system. And then with um, Star Wars, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, like, no, she was just in charge, like, from the get-go. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I, that, that one always surprised me that, that they didn't have an overall vision. When people first started talking about the second one coming out and that it was being, like, it was just being written completely independently, I didn't even believe it. I was, I, I couldn't believe that that would really happen, but. I don't know. I would think you'd have an overall plan for these things, but uh, either one, way, it,
3: go I'm ahead. Sorry. Uh, that one actually felt to me, particularly as it got further in, it felt like they were writing the story based off of the internet pulling off the top three things people wanted to see happen from the next film. <laughs> like it just seemed like they kept slapping together more stuff off of fan desire rather than designed story, and it you, you kind of fall apart when you try to service too many people at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right,
0: right, um, uh, I guess let's let's, shift, let's gears shift gears a little bit here. We're going to talk here. about diversification Sh- in the MCU. the MCU. I don't know what you guys make of it. We're going to start with Max here in just a second, but there's a few ideas stemming from this. Um, and I guess I should just say, I, 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 uh, I am generally positive about the things they've got going on here. I think a lot of them are um, straight out of either the comics or comic book stories. And and I, I I think a lot of what they've done is, is very positive. There's there's some there's some people at least that are concerned. So I just want to get where everybody kind of stands on on what they're doing so far in regards to uh, Jane Foster coming in a store. We talked about that last week. Um, perhaps the A Force team in-game. In uh there's some uh, significant LGBT representation coming in in Eternals uh lady loki is a thing that's at least been rumored but that one hasn't been confirmed and there might be a couple other um you know uh plot points that you guys may be uh thinking about so feel free to bring those up as you want but where do you stand uh max on just the overall direction of diversification in the mcu at this point
3: well it uh, it kind of jumps around for me in some ways uh obviously you've got no problems uh jane picking up the hammer if somebody is worthy they're able to pick up the hammer there was never a gender associated with that so that doesn't seem like a kick in the teeth or anything. Uh, you get to something like the A-Force team-up thing. That, the more I think about it, the more it seems like something you would see in a comic book page, but in film, it felt a little weird to me as a viewer. But I also knew some women that said they absolutely loved that scene and were motivated by seeing it when they saw that in film. And if you bring in more people as viewers because of that, that love seeing something like that, then I can't fault them for bringing in viewers with something that, was basically straight out of the comics in the first place. Um, That said, uh, moving on to the female Loki thing was the thing that I have the biggest gripe with out of this situation. Um, When you're a female, you have the advantage of being able to use seduction against men very easily. So when you're a female Loki who's already mischievous and a liar in the first place, there's no reason you wouldn't use seduction, but Marvel already has a seduction female queen, which would be Enchantress. That's part of the Asgardian lineup. So the, the female Loki thing seems like just a complete waste of a talent. Uh, Loki as a female would use seduction. That's just what you would do to, to manipulate. And why why double up on a character like that? It just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Maybe she's Enchantress. Maybe the whole rumor about her being a female Loki is maybe she's, maybe she's just Enchantress.
3: Uh, I'm happy with the Enchantress idea, but a uh, female Loki seems redundant or... Sort of a, a race of, of enchantress if they're not going to do that.
0: Right, right, right. Uh, Biz, I know you were you were interested in, in in you know some aspects of this of this topic at least a little bit. Anything that stands out at you or that you're either like you know super looking forward to or kind of questioning a little bit. Any specific things?
2: Um, it, well, I'm a little bit concerned, but it all depends on on the writing um, when it comes down to it. Like you can see, there is diversity like popping up. Obviously, like for example, with the Lady Loki, Lady Thor, um, the the LGBT um, aspect in the turtles, like they'll have a gay casting. There's obviously the A Force, and there's also Shang Shang Chi, um, like um, the whole like Chinese market possibly, and just more diversity in general. And then there's um, what's the other one I was thinking of just before. Um, but yeah, the, 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 it's it's moving in that direction, but hopefully they don't go um, too woke with it, um, like where it, it affects the writing. Is like they're trying to um, spread a message, like oh, you should do this, you should be uh, be that way. So that that's that's all really I'm concerned. But also the thing with, um, um, you know, in I think it was yeah, Endgame. Did anyone have issues where like um, Thor just surrendered the crown to? Um, Valkyrie, and and he only knew her for like what two days, and 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 he seems to think that she's like, um, uh, like queen material or like leadership material. You know what I mean?
0: That's an interesting question. I don't think I've I've talked about that one before. So, just my first reaction to that was yeah. that yeah, he he hadn't known her personally for that long, although they'd gone through sort of like a really intense experience together. So there, there's there's a little bit of a bond there, but also just the fact that she is a Valkyrie, like he knows what the Valkyrie were. Like he, he knows their importance and that she holds, you know, not only loyalty for Asgard, like sincere loyalty for Asgard, but like, she's a yeah. really esteemed person in there. So I, I would, I would think he just thinks she's worthy on a number of levels uh, to, to have that position. I think he just, I think he has complete trust in, but the fact that she was a Valkyrie that she fought beside him, um, you know, and that she's been loyal. That she's been loyal to Asgard. So I, 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 didn't. I've never really thought of that. I've never really questioned that, honestly. At least at this point. How about you guys, though? Did Did either of you question that, Taylor, Max?
1: No, I, I didn't question it. I think I think Valkyrie's a great character. And if I remember correctly, didn't she just kind of like step into the role of leader of New Asgard while um, Thor was. Binging and playing video
2: games for five years. <laughs> that's true. That's
1: true. At that point, and that's why he was confident in turning it over to her because she's she'd kind of been doing it. Yeah, that's actually yeah, a good
0: point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's actually a good point. um The uh, Biz, you just made me think of something else too. like uh, So, first of all, anything, and I, I mean, anything can be too much, right? You can go overboard with any sort of topic um i don't talk about this too much but i've got i'm a bad movie fan so if anybody out there is a bad movie fan i'm a guy taylor you like bad movies
1: trust me you have no idea
0: (laughs) yes i love bad movies okay question do you know who neil breen is
1: neil breen that's familiar neil breen Uh,
0: so he he makes a series of just just you got to watch these films to believe it i can't describe this but one of the one of the like longstanding aspects of him and I wish I had a better example of like films everybody's seen because I know almost nobody's seen what I'm about to talk about but he like beats you over the head with topics and every one of his films he's got five of them it's always this super heavy-handed message of like you know, we need to take care of the environment, which is a good message, but he just like sits there and like tells it to you over and over and over and over and over. It's just too much. Even if it's a good message, it's just like it's just like so much or that like drugs are bad. he will just like kids tell you over and over and over like how you shouldn't do drugs. And like he has these terrible characters that are awful with it. And obviously that's a good message, but you can go overboard with anything. So, you know, I, I, I think the I think the characters they've got coming in are fine. Um, just in regards to sort of like the air, the A4 scene, um, I, I, it's not something that it's not a scene that excites me, like per se, like I don't see it to me, it it kind of, it does, you know, I, I see that and I'm like, I'm like, okay. I, my first thought is, okay. I don't know how all these characters kind of randomly got put together. That's, that's my reaction. But I know as Max was saying that there's a lot of people that were like super excited over that scene and super excited at seeing the potential of it. And if that was your reaction, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for you. So I think that was, right. I think that was cool. But um, it's just kind of interesting to me, like how people sort of just have different priorities when they watch a film and and certain things may play to you in one way and make you feel one way that it doesn't necessarily make everybody feel. But, yeah, I think I think all that's good until unless they get to the point where they're they're doing the Neil Breen thing and they're just like telling you over and over and over that, that this is a thing. And you know this is the message we're giving you. Then I think it's fine as long as it's all like natural character progression. I'm I'm cool with it.
2: What do people make of uh, Pepper Potts being in a like an Iron Woman suit?
0: I think that's been coming for a while. I mean, even back in Iron Man three, um, when uh, she, <laughs> I'm not forgetting what she got. She, uh... oh oh oh, she had the extremis right. So she yeah. she's, she's 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 played uh, an heroic role role before. So that didn't. That didn't surprise me too much or anything uh, I, don't, I don't know about you guys a- anybody else have any thoughts on on pepper no yeah. no,
2: thought, no
1: thoughts I didn't, on pepper. Have, I didn't have a problem yes. with pepper
2: sorry no you're fine yeah i mean i mean there was obviously there was foreshadowing it's just i thought it was a bit i don't know sudden like i know i know they wanted to make um like Endgame and infinity war like pretty much throw everything, like, um, up in the air, because, like, it's, like, the finale. But I thought, I don't know, just... Pepper Potts was, like, a little bit... It's, it's hard to um, put it into words for me, but it was, like, kind of, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, like... I, I know there was foreshadowing, i but, like, really? Like, Pepper Potts is now in an Iron Woman suit? It's like, okay. I so, don't know, like, but that, that, that's just me. Do, do, I don't
0: know if you guys do this or not, but... No. Uh, so I kind of, like, fan my own continuity in sometimes. So, like... When I see him building her a helmet, like in the beginning, my my first reaction is, is that, oh, they've probably been like playing around with Arbor and she's been testing it out. And, you know, he made her her own suit before. You know, to me, that was probably at a point where she's been playing around with this tech herself a little while and he was making her own her own suit as a graduation point. So I just kind of assume sort of that's what's going on. I don't know if everybody does that or not do you guys like write in your own stories sometimes and kind of like go, okay, that must've been, do you, like, do you view that as something that's like reading between the lines that you, that you assume when they show you something like that, that they're telling you, Oh, that, you know, this is what's been going on without actually showing that to you. Or am I the only one that does that?
1: On your, on your point earlier about filling in the gaps, I, a lot of times you'll see people online trying to play like, gotcha, you know, you know <laughs> how did they get that or something? but there, you know, there was a five-year period in there where they didn't show you what happened, so I, I always just assume there's a reason. They didn't show us him smelting the iron to make her soup, but <laughs> you can assume that he, he did it beforehand, okay? We don't need a movie on that part, okay? So I, I always just, if, if, it, if there was an opportunity for something to happen, then that's when it happened, okay? I don't need to have it spoon-fed to me in every in every movie, and every scene, and I, I see a lot of people complain that way online. Right. As far as the diversification goes, again, just like everyone else said, as long, as long as they don't hammer us over the head with the with the message, if it's a good story, is good writing about a superhero who happens to be black or a woman or LGBT, I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, I don't like when they take an established iconic hero who has a, a backstory and a and a and, a, and a, an established appearance, and then changes race or gender into something else, his or her her race or gender into something else. but the, the Marvel has plenty of characters who are you know who are of different races and genders that they can draw from. And as far as like something like the Eternals, you know nobody knows who they are anyway and they're from space so they can be any color or any any you know race or gender. It, so it's not as important then as, a, as opposed to like a Peter Parker or, or a Captain America changing them randomly. But again, as long as they're not, you know, they don't force in scenes of, you know, Black Panther being pulled over by the cops for being black or being followed around in a grocery store by security or some you know, other nonsense like that, <laughs> uh, then I don't have a problem with it. As long as it's a superhero being a superhero, I don't care what fellow race, gender, creed they are.
0: Uh, you know what? So I, I you just made me think of this because I, I should have thought of this one before. Um. So gender swapping or race swapping and stuff like that, it, it really, it really, really, really depends for me. So if it, if it has absolutely no plot based reason for doing it and it's just completely random, I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I'm a little less apt to uh, kind of go with it. Cause I'm, I'm sort of a little wide. However, there's, there's plenty of times like, um, and you guys might feel differently about this, but um, Captain Marvel, oh, I'm sorry, not Captain Marvel. Um, I love Captain Marvel by the way, is the movie, but um Marvel herself. So obviously they gender swapped that. Now, I, I actually thought that that was like kind of clever in a lot of ways, uh, because the since the plot centers around um, what these two women are, are doing in in the pilot program, it, 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 and the role Marvel plays in that story, I I think that was was kind of really necessary to to do at least if you're gonna have her as that character. So I thought it made a lot of sense, and I actually thought it was was pretty clever to do. I know a lot of people don't feel that way, but i I, I thought that was a version that that really worked well. Um, uh, the same thing with the ancient one, although I can't really say there's a big plot reason to do that, but I know they had a lot of um, issues uh, just culturally in, in putting in the ancient one and I thought they did did a uh, did a really good job in in kind of introducing that character even though it's gender swapped. i I sort of just take that as a, as just like it's sort of a different version of the character um, than than the character being soft, if that if that makes sense what, what do you guys think uh
3: i want to i want to piggyback on something taylor may have had the most important movie point of all time a minute ago which is there is a major difference between something you didn't see and a plot hole uh,
2: right mm. yeah. <laughs> I,
3: I feel like that gets lost in the mix way too often uh there are a lot of things that happen that you can just understand occurred without having to see it i'm I'm pretty sure everybody poops. I don't need to see that scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so yes, the hopefully. thing with um, gender swapping, um, it's interesting because it really depends on how attached to a character you are, um, um, how attached you are to a character or how well you know them. Um, for example, if they suddenly gender swap Spider-Man, i like, I'll be like, what the fuck is going on here? But if it was like the ancient one, I, I don't really know that much about that character. So I'm like, Eh, i don't really care about it so it's uh, like that kind of bias um comes into effect as well so whoever um which character is more important to you um it, it affects your judgment but if, it, if it's not then yeah like it's like a double standard i guess but we all have our own biases so that it's natural but like if prominent characters that everyone knows then yeah that there shouldn't be like gender swapped like keep them as they are otherwise it's, it's just it's just weird like just create a new character
0: right and i actually think they've done 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 really well with creating new characters a lot but no i totally agree with you and that's kind of that kind of goes back to what i said earlier it really depends on on your personal take on it like if um if, if, if i don't know if you're in one demographic or another and that that thing or that change really like appeals to that specific demographic you're going to feel completely different about it than people in a different demographic you just are um, and I find it I find that interesting but yeah generally as long as they do it um, you know tastefully and like uh, you know that it, that it fits the plot uh, I think generally it's 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 usually a pretty good thing so um, but I agree with you it, it, it's one of those things that if you can do it wrong and there's probably a very fine line on what the difference is there but um, yeah anyway yeah. all right most underrated comic book movies of all time so I don't know where everybody's going with this I had one. That I don't know if I would call it my my most underrated or not, but it was the one the first one that jumped into my head, so I'm just going to go for it. Um, I don't know if I want to I don't know if I want to go first. There, does anybody want? Does anybody want sorry, to? you're already going first. Please, please. I'm already going first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, my, the one that jumped into my head first, and if I really thought about it, I may come up with another one, but I'm going with Thomas Jane Punisher. I I, uh, I love okay. I love Thomas Jane Punisher. I think it was done really well. I. I feel like it gets, it gets overlooked a ton. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think they just did a really good job with it from the opening scene. The opening scene is brutal, man. When they drive up the beach, murder this entire guy's family. It's, it's pretty vicious, man. So I, I, I think that movie, especially towards the end as he's going around, you see him like sneaking up behind people, like stabbing him in the back, cutting their throats, shooting them in the, shooting him from with arrows. It, it that movie's,
3: that movie's pretty vicious. Far better than Warzone. Except I will say that Warzone had the guy who looked more like Frank Castle. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. true. So
0: that that's something I heard is that Thomas dane Thomas. just didn't kind of look the part. And by the way, I should note John Berthall Berenthal for me as Punisher is absolutely perfect. I love John Berenthal in in the Punisher series. I I think he is is spot on. Uh, so yes, I would take him over Thomas Jane personally. But I thought Thomas Jane did a did a great job, kind of rolling into that character and i always i always looked at the thomas jane version of it as being you know the initial part of it that that character would eventually get you know more worn down more gritty more scarred whatever as as time went on but i thought that was a great beginning i i, I love this whole plot of like how to go back and get back at these guys i just love thomas jane punisher so i take that for what it's worth um let's just do uh let's do
2: alphabetical order here this is what, what do you got um, well, i'd have to say uh sin city i mean I, I think that's like i think that's like a very very good um comic book film it doesn't um get it nearly enough credit um like just it was just like so different at the time like i thought at that point it's like well, what's Hollywood gonna do after this 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 sets like a, a new bar i'm like this this is amazing like like the whole like with the color like at certain points like there was this character that was fully yellow and the rest is like black and white and there's like there's just amazing use of color and then like with the red and just like the grittiness and the, the just the tone it was just awesome the whole movie around yeah, it was just totally different
3: very noir very colorful like it was it was, uh, it was a good usage there way to bring it back to snyder <laughs> <laughs> I'd,
0: I'd almost it's like nice. to see like something like a daredevil or yeah. something get done like in a sin city sort of style
2: yeah that would be awesome
0: i, I, I could see that happening nice one you know what i I seem to remember when that film came out it was it was pretty popular but like it kind of faded out like you don't you don't see it get talked about all that much yeah at this point but Mm. yeah since since it'd be good all right
3: uh max what uh what what are you going with i'm actually going to go with the uh the blade series i I think that that series is less write-offable than basically every other pre-mcu comic film uh I, I think you can follow that one and say that that is canon without saying that really destroys anything in any way. Uh, I, I will say it might have gotten a little hokey in some spots with their progression, but they weren't looking for an extended universe at that point. So they, they kind of had to push it a little. I, I think all in all, though, they kind of fit the character very well at the time. The,
0: uh, I think the first the first one was... I, I, you know, I watched them fairly recently. I think they all work really well, right? The first two especially are like...
3: Yeah, I think they were pretty well all around. They just they tried to up the scale of the threat every single time, and uh, under the current situation, that would be excessive.
0: Blade, I still see some people every now and then consider. That. Where, where do you guys stand on that? Like, I see people say every now and then that Blade was like kind of the start of the the kickoff of this generation of co- uh, comic book movies. Do you guys think that, or was it? More, I tend to go with like X Men.
1: I'm
2: more yeah, of an X Men. Yeah, I don't understand the Blade argument. I I think it's X Men too. That's sort of the whole revolution, in my opinion. Taylor, what do you think? Oh, sorry.
1: sorry. Yeah, no, I agree. If you're going to point something that's a it would be X-Men, followed closely by uh, Spider Man.
0: Because that was right after that. Okay, David, what did it do
3: you think? I wouldn't want to take it away from Blade, but at the same time, you're looking at what hit culture, and Blade is a little lesser known than when you get to X Men or Spider Man. It's, uh, it's, I, I, you just can't really be the thing that had the major impact, unfortunately.
0: I think that goes to your point, though, that it's, it's, it goes a little underrated, even though it's, right. it, it, I think that's why you picked, well, I think it's a part of why you picked it, at least, that it, it, it doesn't kind of get that credit.
3: Right, it, it should stand, uh, it's one of the most successful ones from that era that's, that's least separated from acceptable MCU territory.
0: Right. I can see that fitting in, you're right, I could have seen that movie with very moderate, moderate changes being in what they're doing now. I could see that happening.
1: would be too far. Taylor, what was yours, man? Well, I was actually going to say the Thomas Jane Punisher, believe it or not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm all a huge fan of Sin City. But if I got to pick another one that no one else has picked, I will go old school with the, the Phantom with uh, Billy Zane.
2: Nice. Oh, okay. That's an awesome that movie.
1: One, you know, Indiana Jones type, set in the, you know, 1930s uh, adventure movie.
2: Hmm. Now, I, now I
0: have to go watch that. I got to say, I don't know if I've watched that whole thing, man. So uh, Indiana yeah. Jones? They they
3: did the purple outfit.
1: Yes, they went all all in. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I'll go pick this up. I wonder if it's streaming on anything.
3: So so it feels
0: Indiana Jones Jones to you?
1: Yes, a little bit. It's like it's like. Uh, um, uh, Batman and Indiana Jones had a baby. <laughs> and <they're famous>. yeah.
2: <laughs> pretty much, yeah.
3: Yeah, I can't argue with that. However, <laughs> you did have uh, you, you followed up on Thomas Jane, so I think that's the clear winner.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But I grew up reading the Phantom comic strip in the newspaper every every morning, and then seeing him get parked to the big screen was pretty exciting at the time. But it's a, good, I mean, it's a fun movie. It's got a good cast, really good cast. And uh, like I said, they, they, they didn't hold back. They went with the full uh, comic. They didn't try to make it edgy or uh, modernize it or any of that. And uh, they just had fun with it. It's, it's an enjoyable movie.
0: When did that one come out, roughly?
1: I, in what? the early 90s, I think. It was kind that of feeding sucks. off the Batman right. craze.
0: Some of those movies that came out back then, like that one, if, if it's if it's well done, I kind of want to watch it now. In fact, I probably will. But it makes me wonder, like how it would play now, because I, I I think a lot of these would would be way more successful in in the current era than, than they might have been in the mid 90s. Like if, if the same movie with Wesley Snipes Blade came out now, it would probably be huge. Yeah,
1: yeah, Blade would be huge if it came out now. Yeah, Phantom is kind of comparable to um the Rocketeer. If you've seen that, it's kind of kind of similar vein of types of superhero movies.
0: Okay. Fun, man. Well, uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, anybody have anything to add to that? Because I think we're 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 kind of kind of wrap up here. We're a little over an hour, so uh, I didn't want to hold everybody up too much. Um, any other final thoughts or anything, from anybody? No, we're all good. We're
1: really? Uh, yeah. Okay. We're good. Uh, j- a-, a-, a Force movie.
0: You looking for an A Force movie? Absolutely. All right, man. Uh, I, you know what? I, one of my biggest questions on that was how would that happen? My current, my current, I, the best I can get here, because I was trying to think of like how many of these women know each other or how would they come into contact? Why would they, like what situation would get them as a team? My, my current idea is that somewhere around new Asgard that most of those women. So Captain Marvel wouldn't, you know, would, would perhaps know Valkyrie and maybe Jane, uh, like she's, she's around there. Um, You've at least got, you know some cosmic connection there and you might be able to get you know like characters like mantis or something like that related to each other or at least having met each other and having a good working relationship with each other somewhere around new asgard that was my current idea but I, I don't know where they're going with that i really i really wouldn't know right now we'll see But anyway, just just to kind of wrap things up, um, uh, thank you guys all again for for joining. Um, We're going to leave links to uh, Sakar and Nowhere Below, and we invite, again, anybody um, anybody listening to uh, join us there, leave your thoughts, and at some point, hopefully join us for a live chat, uh, much like Taylor and Biz have done. So uh, thank you guys again. Um, We're going to stay on here for just a second, but uh, thanks to everybody, and we'll catch you next time.
2: See you, guys. Thank you.